this virtual CMT May the 20th, 2020 Planning and Land Development Board Regulations meeting. Pursuant to the Governor's Executive Order number 20-69 and 20-112, suspending the Florida statutes that require a quorum to be present in person at local government public meetings are required of local government bodies to meet at a specific public place. The City may conduct meetings of its Planning and Land Development Regulation Board without having a quorum at its members present physically or at the specific location and utilizing the communication media technology such as telephonics and video conferencing as provided in Section 120.545B2 Florida Statutes. Mayor Holland, pursuant to the authority granted to her by the City Charter Chapter 4 City Council Session 4, declared a public emergency on March 15, 2020 in response to the COVID-19. Furthermore, pursuant to those powers and the Governor's Executive Order number 20-69, she suspended all City requirements that require a physical quorum to be present to conduct this meeting and authorized that this meeting be conducted by communication media technology under the City's State and Emergency Proclamation for virtual meetings excluded on April 3, 2020. The City Manager, pursuant to this authority granted him by the City's initial state of emergency for COVID-19, has closed City Hall to the public. Therefore, no meeting of the public will be allowed into the community wing of City Hall during this meeting. Notice that this meeting is going to be held by communication media technology and not at a physical location was posted on the City's website at least five days ago. The notice provided that those members of the public meeting responsible accommodations and participation in the meeting could conduct the City's clerk by assistance by noon of Monday, May 18, 2020. Access to this meeting is being provided by live stream on the City's website at www.palmcoastgov.com and 386-223-1690. We ask that everyone state their name each time they speak. We also advise that this meeting will be terminated if there is a technology issue. Staff may read public comments into the minute record during public comment time. If any of these is received, but no matter what, all 
certain emails from the public will be incorporated into the record of this hearing. If you are having problems connecting or need technical assistance, please call 386-986-2391. Public participation will work as follows. Prior to calling in with your comment, if you are watching the meeting from the website, please mute those so when you call in with your comments, there is no interference. If you would like to participate in public comments, call 386-223-1690. You will need to hit star 9 to raise your hand to provide your comment when your agenda item is called. You will be acknowledged by being unmuted and you will hear a message from you that you have been unmuted. Please begin by stating your name clearly for the record. You will have three minutes to speak. When there is 15 seconds left on your three minutes, you will hear a beep. And then at the end of the three minutes, you will hear another beep. And you will be muted at that time. You will not be disconnected from the meeting. All callers will have the opportunity to speak. Please be aware there may be a short pause as we switch to the next caller. Today is May the 20th, 2020, and it is 5.30 p.m. Please rise and join me in pledge allegiance to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I mean the roll call, please. And when the roll is called, you must acknowledge, because we just can't say that. Thank you. Mr. Smith. Present. Mrs. Lucas. Present. Mr. Dolman. Present. Mr. DeMaria. Present. Mr. Scully. Present. Mr. Davis. Present. Mr. Lemon. Present. Mr. Freeman is excused. Mr. Chairman, we do have a quorum. Thank you. Oh, wait. Excuse me. Ms. Nicholson is also present, correct? Present. Thank you. We do have a quorum. Thank you. The first item on the agenda is the approval of the minutes from the February 19, 2020 meeting. If there are any additions or corrections to those, we entertain a motion. Mr. Chairman, Bobby DeMaria, make a motion to approve. Ms. Clint-Smith, a second. 
a second. Uh, roll call, please. Mr. Smith. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Dolme. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. De Maria. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. Davis. Yes. Okay. The motion carries seven to zero. All right. Item number two uh, uh, is a request to approve the technical site plan tier two for a storage facility at 18 Commerce Road. Uh, Mr. Tyner. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, this is a technical site plan at Tier 2. Um, staff has reviewed the uh, technical um, components of the site plan, and um, Mr. Hoover will have the uh, staff presentation. We are recommended approval with, a, with, with some conditions, although part of the um, PowerPoint presentation, you'll see that our condition has changed because they had uh, submitted what we, um, some of the plans and we, we reviewed them. So we will modify the uh, condition just a little bit. But with that said, Mr. Hoover, uh, we'll give the uh, technical staff presentation. Good evening, uh, Bill Hoover, senior planner from the uh, planning division of community development. The uh, subject site is 4.31 acres. It's located at the southwest corner of Pine Lakes Parkway and Commerce Boulevard. And the property owner has submitted a technical site plan, Tier 2, for a three-story, 65,799-square-foot self-storage facility. The site is doesn't designated industrial on the future land use map as well as the property to the west, northwest, and north. The uh, industrial designation allows uh, four key uh, zoning districts including IND1, IND2, general commercial, and high intensity commercial. To the east and south uh, in the yellow those lands are designated residential, and along Palm Coast Parkway, you can see there's a little bit of uh, mixed use. This is the uh, zoning map, and the subject property and lands to the west and north are all uh, zoned IND1, or light industrial, which allows self-storage as a permitted use. Lands to the east are zone DPX or duplex and then directly south of the site there's a narrow strip along Pine Lakes Parkway that the city owns that's designated uh, public, semi-public, that's really a stormwater uh, facility. And then to the uh, southwest part of the site and going further south and west, everything is uh, zoned SFR2 and SFR3. Uh, this is the uh, latest site plan and the uh, Pine Lakes Parkway is at the top so the uh, north arrow would be going to your left side of the screen where Commerce Boulevard is located. So if you came in off of Commerce Boulevard You'd be uh, going into a parking lot at the bottom of the screen with the uh, 
building on your left hand side as you go around to the rear of the building there's a loading area and turnaround area and then as you go further south there's the uh, stormwater pond and then uh, there's a 50 foot wide drainage easement and then right at the end of the property there's a 50 foot uh, deed restricted area where it's really not buildable there's also a 40-foot uh, drainage easement along the west side of Pine Lakes Parkway. This is the uh, landscape plan. Uh, along uh, Commerce Boulevard, there's a 10-foot buffer. On the west side, which would be the bottom of the screen, there would be another 10-foot buffer. Along the uh, south side, which would be 100 feet north of the property, the south property line, there's a 15-foot buffer there. And then along Pine Lakes Parkway, there's a 25-foot landscape buffer. The uh, minimum lot size in the IND1 district is 20,000 square feet. They're coming in about nine times that. The maximum impervious surface ratio is 70%, and they're at uh, just under 23%. Maximum floor area ratio is 35%, and they're meeting that, but you can see they're right at the limit. The maximum building height is 65 feet, and they're proposing a height of 40. Uh, you can see they're meeting the uh, front and two side setbacks. Now to the south where the residential is, there's a 10 foot setback, but they actually have their building 421 feet away. Parking for self storage, you might remember, is two spaces per 100 units, and uh, which would require nine parking spaces. The, uh, they're providing 11 and then we've went through the uh, landscape buffers already that they do meet. Uh, these are colored elevations. They might look in black and white, but they're actually color. And the, uh, the buildings are in a light and medium gray. They do meet the city's uh, light reflectance values. At the top of the screen is what you would see if you pulled in the building on the west side at the parking lot. Uh, at the bottom of the screen is what you would see if you were driving along Commerce Boulevard. At the top of this screen, uh, the view you would see from Pine Lakes Parkway. The bottom of the screen is what you would see if you were standing back towards the uh, stormwater pond towards the uh, southern portion of the site. Staff is required to review uh, each technical site plan for five key criteria from section 2.0505 of the Land Development Code. And these criteria include A, must not be in conflict with public interest. B, must be consistent with both the comprehensive plan and the Land Development Code. C, must not impose a significant hardship or liability on the city. D, must not create an unreasonable nuisance or hazard, and E, must comply with all applicable government standards. Uh, planning staff reviewed these five criteria and found them met and provided detailed findings in the staff report. 
In summary, the technical site plan will not create a nuisance, hazard, or any compatibility issues okay. as it meets all development standards and is in compliance with its industrial designation on the future land use map. This development also has all needed infrastructure in place and the project supports three goals, policies, or objectives of the comprehensive plan. The project meets all standards of the land development code and its industrial one zoning district. Planning staff recommends that the planning board approve this tier two technical site plan for Palm Coast Commerce Storage application 4279 for a self storage facility with one condition which is per the landscape architect's review comments dated 520-2020 revised plan sheets to address all landscape comments. The uh, applicant's uh, representatives are here virtually and uh, civil engineer Kim Buck will be giving their presentation and uh, we can switch over to their presentation but before that if, if any of the uh, um, I, I was just going to add, um, just with the comments, you know, there are a lot of cleanup comments. Uh, the major one was uh, submitting the uh, landscape plan and, and the survey, and they did that, and staff reviewed it and got it completed today. So um, just a bunch of minor uh, kind of cleanup on the plans that staff is very comfortable that they will be able to accomplish. So with that said, we'll have, uh, I know Bill mentioned, um, the applicant now is going to give a presentation. So do I need to go ahead and share my screen now? Yeah. Yes, you can you can share your screen or we can pull up the presentation on our end. Do this and yep, we, we could see it. All right, so we all set them? Yes. Okay, fantastic. All right, well, first I want to thank uh, thank Bill for his presentation. Um, covered, covered mostly everything there. Um, and um, thank, thank you to the, to the planning board and all the staff for um, allowing us to do, you know, put, put a presentation together and, and, and uh, attend, this, attend this meeting virtually. Um, that was, uh, that's a bit of a to-do, but uh, thank you. Um, so as, as Ray stated, um, we, we did submit, uh, some, some plans with, with the, uh, under the initial condition they had placed, um, and we did get comments back and there should not be, uh, any issue. Uh, so let's move forward. Um, just to recap, the site's located at, uh, 18 Commerce Boulevard, um, just a quick location map there. Um, so... Uh, and the site data is 444 units of uh, conditioned closed um, uh, self-storage uh, space. Um, it's 4.31 acres, it's a three-story three, three building. Um, gross floor area is uh, nearly 66,000 square feet, and we're at a building height of 40 feet, which is, uh, as Bill said, it's under the, under the, under the requirement. Um, so this is the um, 
the overall site plan. The green represents all of the open green space. The dark green is preserved wetlands. Yellow is the outline of the building. And the blue and light blue are the top of the bank of the pond and the river. And then the gray areas are the pavement. So you'll notice that in this landscape plan that we have shown here, it's a little bit different. This is the plan that we had submitted to the city on Monday, which was what was reviewed. And it was not submitted in time for Bill to get into his presentation. So there's a few changes on it. Mostly there's less trees in the middle of the site and more dense along the outsides, in the buffers. So, yeah, I think that about covers the majority of the presentation. We do have additional architectural slides coming up. I can show them to you guys, but I don't have too much to say about them. I would like to say that the architects did work very closely with staff. I know they had to fully change their design at the beginning of the process to come up with something that suited the area and wouldn't be a nuisance. I think it turned out really well. Those are some of the elevations. Yeah, if you guys have any questions, ask. No. All right. Well, other than that, I guess I'll conclude the presentation then. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'll bring it back to the board for any discussion. Mr. Chairman. Go ahead. I hear you. Yeah, Bobby, I got some questions for a developer. What's the hours of operation for this facility? Hours of operation for the facility? Well, that's a good question. I would assume it's... Do you know, Kim? It's going to be available to people who have rented space. It'll be available 24 hours a day. The office will not. So the office will have standard business hours if you want to rent a unit. But the facility will be available 24 hours to those who have already leased. Anybody after 11 o'clock can go in there and do some work outside and there's no way to control it. I think in the past, we always did our 11 o'clock closing time for these storage areas. Am I correct? Ray? Yes. 
not my recollection. I believe it's kind of typical for a lot of these facilities to have 24-hour gated access or keypad access and standard typical nine to five business hours for the office. This is a standard self-storage facility franchise, it appears. Good site plan. Okay, but my question was, I think in the past, there always was a time like 11 to five or 11 to six that, that the gate wouldn't open so people wouldn't go in there because you're having outside vehicles if people work on it, disturb the neighbors. If I might respond to that, this is a, this is a totally enclosed facility as far as the storage, working on a car or doing something like that external is not a permitted use as far as the business is concerned. This is, you have a loading and unloading bay area and people take their items inside and rent an indoor storage spot. So there, it's not like your typical outside storage facility where you have exterior roll-up doors. It's totally controlled by two exterior doors with a little lobby area and that's the only access they have to the building. And this is Ray Tyner. I'm going to also add to that. You know, this is within our industrial zone, zoning district. And it's very typical in your industrial zone to be able to have storage facilities that are kind of open 24 hours and it's, you know, it's zoned appropriately and it is secured and, you know, there's really, you know, the neighbor, closest neighbor in the back. I mean, you've got that large buffer. So it is zoned appropriately for that. I could see, you know, as planning board recalls, sometimes we, you know, if it was in like a calm, a commercial zoning district where it required a special exception where you had neighbors nearby, those are the type of things that maybe you can, you know, maybe more appropriate to have some of those limitations of hours of operation if you're next to a neighborhood. But this is clearly, you know, in a good location and within an industrial zone. So I think we would be okay there. My concern when it says outside storage for boats and recreation vehicles. So outside, you're going to have those boats and recreation vehicles out there. Where my concern is people go out on the outside for those areas and work on them. Staff report is actually there are no, this is all indoor storage. There is no outdoor storage. That should be, that should have been on there anyways, because it says that. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's it, Mr. Chairman. Thank you. Is there any other member? Yeah. The owner, just to clarify, the owner just called me and their hours of operation are, what did you say, nine to six? Nine a.m. to six p.m. And then access to the units is shut down at 10 p.m. Thank you. And no outside work of any kind allowed. Thank you. Anyone else? Any other member? Okay. 
to um, the public. There's anyone uh, on the list? We have two on the list. Uh, they will have a three minutes or so to speak uh, and give us their uh, information. Thank you. Number one would be. Uh, they've been unmuted to speak. This was Brandon Weiner, uh, one of the developers of the project. I was uh, just calling in to clarify the hours of operation, but I believe Kim Buck um, was able to relay the message for me. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. The second has been unmuted to speak. No, no comment. Mr. Chairman, I think we make, make a motion to approve. Um, I just had one question before you before you move to your motion, Mr. DeMaria. Okay, I just Mr. wanted to ask, this is Sybil Dodson-Lucas, I just wanted to ask, are there any prohibitions in terms of what can be stored in these units? I don't know of any. They can store. I don't think they can store dynamite in there <laughs> or anything explosive. Uh, is that stated somewhere? I mean, is that in a contract that the that the uh, renter would have to sign that there there are no um, explosives or chemicals? Um, chemicals. You know, dangerous items or. I'm just asking if there are any pro prohibitions on what can be stored. Our, our land development code has storage requirements and what, what's required and, you know, for storage of chemicals and, you know, this is really household and I think the applicant okay. or the owner can, can speak a little bit more on, on uh, what their private covenants and restrictions may be on, on storage. but. You know, um, yeah, this is for household. You know, the use is for self-storage facility for those materials that aren't going to be deemed, you know, hazardous, you know. Okay. The owners just informed me that um, in their contract with the renters, there is no um, hazardous materials allowed. Thank you. Could I also have that? in writing sent to the planning director so that we can attach it to this application. Uh, whatever their contract it is so that we have a visibility of that. I believe it's also a building code requirement. So um, your own code uh, precludes that from happening. Okay. You know, for people who may, again, Sybil Dodson, Lucas, for people who may not be aware of our building code, uh, I think it would be who the owners to have it in the contract 
So I would support Mr. Davis's request that a copy of the, you know, of a blank contract be attached to the plan. Okay, I asked the planning director, Mr. Diner, do you have any objections to that? No, it sounds like they have their covenants restrictions and they can give us a copy. We put it part of the record. Thank you. Okay, do I have anyone else before we have a motion, please? Okay, Mr. Chairman, Bobby DeMarie, I'd like to make a motion to approve application number 4279 with the staff recommendation for a permanent landscape architect plan they have. Second. Jake Spelley. I have a second on the motion. Any further discussion? Call for the roll, please. Mr. Smith. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Dolny. Yes. Mr. Scully. Yes. Mr. DeMaria. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Mr. Davis. Yes. The motion carries 7-0. Thank you. Are there any other items not on the agenda that the board or staff would like to discuss at this time? All right. Not hearing any, I entertain a motion that we adjourn and a roll call, please. Bobby DeMaria, motion to adjourn. Second. Sybil Dodson Lucas. Mr. Smith. Yes. Mrs. Lucas. Yes. Mr. Dolny. Yes. Mr. Scully. Mr. Scully. Oh, I'm sorry. I was being myself. Yes. Okay. Mr. Davis. Yes. Mr. DeMaria. Yes. Mr. Lemon. Yes. Motion to adjourn carries 7-0, and I think it did really good.